Thanks for downloading the Beyond the Money podcast. If you hear anything on today's show that you need clarity on or to make that first consultation, give the team a call, 727-334-0024 or always online at mycampbellandco.com. As always, thanks for listening. Now, let's get to the show. Jackie Monica, let's get to it. The latest inflation number, 8.5%. Now, good news is that's down from 9.1%, but I want you to hear this clip from market strategist Victoria Fernandez. She tells CNBC that it's just way too early to say that inflation has officially peaked. I actually don't think that the Fed's going to look at this and say, okay, great, we can take our foot off the gas. We can slow down a little bit here. There is a lot of data left before the next meeting. The next CPI uh, number, I think, is actually going to be even more important because it's going to tell us, are we actually going to start establishing a trend? Or was this just more of a one-off and we're starting to level off and we're going to stay right around where we are? That's a great question, Jackie Campbell, Monica Haberlin. Are we going to finally start seeing some relief from this record high inflation? Well, that's to be determined, but I would say some relief is coming because we've heard that the projection for the Social Security benefit increase is going to be somewhere between nine and a half and ten and a quarter mm-hmm. percent. So that'll be a nice bump for all those beneficiaries out there of Social Security. Uh, but are we at the bottom? Are we at the top? I don't know. It's to be determined. But, you know, historically, over the past hundred and eight plus years, about 3.2 has been the average, you know, even with this year, um, you know, but it's just going to be to be determined, you know, still using some sort of inflation right. adjustment for your retirement planning. Those written retirement plans that we always talk about is extremely important. And just for fun, because, you know, I'm a math nerd, I actually <laughs> took one of our tools. It's a retirement analyzer software, and we're able to look for you know, up to age 100 is typically where we look to because, you know, that's normally the happily ever after that people say, oh, I'm never going to you know, reach one. 100, but we never know what we're going to live to. So we don't want to see those red lines in your retirement plan. And we did adjust the inflation rate uh, with someone, you know, we were just, we had some extra time and that's the luxury of being an independent advisor and, mm-hmm. and having your own schedule that you can set. We tested the numbers just to see what inflation would do at 3%, the 3.2, the 5%, 7%. And let me tell you, the red lines do come in pretty rapidly uh-huh. the higher we go with inflation. So definitely going to be something that we're going to be, have to be mindful of. And as complete financial advisors, we're always factoring that in, keeping up with the latest trend and what we need to assume for the future. Yeah, I think after the past couple of years, I don't think everyone's going to let their foot off the gas just quite yet. There's still a lot of planning and we don't know. It's to be determined. So October is when we find out what the cost of living adjustment, but it is going to be the highest in history thus far. And one thing I want people to remember also is that if you are collecting two Social Security checks and something happens to one of you, you lose one of those checks and Mm -hmm. you just collect the higher of the two. Right. I think people forget that Mm -hmm. when they are planning their budget and their retirement plan. That's why really, no matter what you've saved for retirement, it's really important to really look at all those different parts of a retirement master plan. You have legacy planning, you have your long-term care planning, longevity planning. Those are concerns, you know, running out of money. That is still the number one concern of everyone that we talk to. I just had a conversation a few weeks ago and, you know, I said, well, what's your number one concern? Well, running out of money and Mm -hmm. having to worry about what I can buy at the grocery store and not even being able to afford food. Mm -hmm. So those are still legitimate concerns, no matter how many zeros somebody has in their accounts.
727-334-0024, mycampbellandco.com, because testing your portfolio, that's part of the process at Campbell & Company, and they're always finding ways to help benefit your retirement plans. And Jackie, I want to go back to something you said a couple of seconds ago. You were talking about the Social Security bump being the highest it's ever been. Monica, you mentioned we've heard the phrase COLA a lot. Is that what we're talking about? Yes, that's the cost of living adjustment, COLA. And that's the adjustment based on inflation that the Social Security benefits will be increased by. Okay. Yes, the consumer pricing index, and there's certain things excluded, food and gas, those sort of things. But but definitely, you know, as far as you, you asked the question about inflation, you know, as interest rates continue to go up and they are expecting to continue to bump up the interest rates to kind of control the inflation. So that's where looking at your portfolio, having that x-ray, that complimentary review of exactly how are you invested can really help reveal some of those challenges that you may have in your current investment situation or scenario that you don't even realize you have. A lot of people think that only when we're investing in equities do we have risk or market risk or you know the ability to lose money. But as we've seen this past year, even that safer side of the portfolio, that fixed income side, because interest rates are going up, they have that inverse relationship. So even the safer side of portfolios are still going down. And this is the first time that this has happened in history. So there could not be a better time than to talk to a fiduciary, really evaluate where you're at. That's why we offer that complimentary comparison to really see how you're invested. What would another alternate solution be? What should you start doing, stop doing? And what do you need to continue doing? You know, I had a call the other day that asked, you know, I'm so nervous with everything going on. I'm just going to stick with my cash. But then that's dead money. You're really not. You're you're losing purchasing power right off the back. I mean, interest rates, you're not earning from the bank. So, you know, although you feel like that may be safer and it can be safer from the market, but you're losing with inflation, you can't afford not to do anything. So the good news is there are strategies available now that weren't available five years ago to make your money work for you. That's right. And it's all about putting that plan together. And I'm a visual person. I think the majority of people are Mm -hmm. actually. And it's just about putting that plan together. Maybe we take a little bit of your portfolio and we're going to try to get a little extra juice or a little extra gas on that part of it. And then we're going to balance that out by going a little bit more conservative with the bond alternative. And it's just about coming up with that right formula for what's going on right now and something that you're going to be able to tolerate over time. I had somebody that came to us, Mark, they heard about the I-bonds, those that mm-hmm. 10000 that you can put in there. Mm-hmm. That was a game changer. They ended up doing their complimentary comparison with us and had over $4 million in retirement savings. So definitely, you know, in a really good position, a good place. But that little tip that no financial advisor gets paid for because it's Treasury, U.S. Treasury Direct, that made a difference for them because that gave them another approximately $900 per year, at least for the next 12 months, that they're going to be able to get added to their income that no other advisor had told them about. So it's just sometimes about those little tips. What can we do differently to make a little bit of money? And it's just about inching along. It's the tortoise and the hare. We Mm. don't always get there fast, but it's about getting there at the end of the day. Seven two seven three three four zero zero two four. Monica Jackie brought up I bonds, so somebody may have heard that and said, "Whoa!" 
an extra 900. Oh, that sounds pretty good. This may be a good option for my portfolio as well. Now, I know an I-bond is not something that Campbell and Company offers, but it can be part of the overall plan. Can you give me the Cliff Notes version of how an I-bond works? Yeah, so what that is, is that's an inflationary bond. That's what the I stands for. It's a U.S. government bond. You can put up to $10,000 per person, personal security number per year. And of course, you know, anything dealing with government is very clunky, (laughs) not easy to navigate through. So we have actually created a video Mm -hmm. uh, on how to how to open an I-bond. And you really want to have money that you're going to be able to set aside at least for 12 months. You can't touch it. And five years, if you have it for more than five years, there is no three months penalty of interest if you cash it in before then. But the first key is just to figure out how to do it. And right now it's 9.62% for six months after you open the account. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty, pretty powerful. And, you know, we've done math. I mean, you can have $100,000 sitting in your savings and checking and you're not going to get anywhere near that, that you're going to make on that $10,000. I had someone who, again, didn't know about it. And we're fiduciaries. We're going to say what's best for you. You can only get it, like you said, via the Treasury Direct's website. website or online is the easiest way to do that. We did do that video because it was a little complicated, but he chose to take some cash that was sitting in the bank and do one for each member of his family. So it's $40,000 at 10,000 each and uh, getting some interest that he would not earn anywhere else. Right. And Mm -hmm. when the interest rates go up, we're going to be making a change. And that's the Mm -hmm. thing. I'm a big fan of flexibility. I know you are too, Monica. And it's about having that wherewithal, having that, that flexibility in your written financial plan, retirement plan that you can make changes as things like that do come along. And, um, you know, when it's time, we'll certainly be making recommendations for our clients to be moving uh, as well. If you hear anything on this weekend show you need some clarity on, like the I-bond, could it benefit your portfolio? Well, give the team a call, 727-334-0024. We have a representative standing by right now to talk to you, get on the schedule to meet with Jackie Campbell and Monica Haverlin. And I want to talk about target date funds for a second, because that could also help or hurt a portfolio as well. With over $3 trillion in these target date funds, you probably have one in your 401k. But Jackie, Monica, there was an article that says these funds have a fatal flaw in that as they go to less risk in later years, the more they go to bonds. That's fatal because bonds have been a loser over the past 10 years due to interest rates. So what's your take on the target date funds? Well, I think that's a lazy way to do investing, but it works for some. And sometimes when you have a 401k, that's why we make the recommendation when you're 59 and a half to move those assets to a financial advisor that can help you with a larger selection. Because if you only have a few funds, a few options to choose from, you kind of have to pick one. And the way that that works, it's kind of confusing because a lot of people would think that, okay, I'm going to retire in 2025. So I'm going to pick a retirement target date fund of 2025. And that means it's going to take on less risk and dial down the risk the closer we get to that year. Mm -hmm. So let's just compare a 2025 target date fund versus a 2050. The 2050 is going to have more equities, right? It's more long term, Mm -hmm. right? It's going to go a little bit faster. And the 2025 is only a couple years away. Wow, that's hard to say out loud. And the reason being is that you have more years to work, you can afford the highs and lows of the market. It's like investing younger, they're going to that target date fund is going to have a mix that's going to lean more towards risk because you have time. But as you get closer to the retirement age, Jackie, 
what happens exactly then it's going to go a little bit more towards the bond side and you're right mark bonds have been doing terribly and that is supposed to be the safer the more conservative side of our portfolio so while you think okay i've really had this great plan and you know in 2025 i'm going to be dialing back the risk like most people do as they get older the older you get the less you have in stocks or equities that's kind of blown up in their face right now so I would say one thing, the target date funds do have mutual fund fees. They can have really high fees in them. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing that people don't see because they're not writing a check for that fee. It's kind of behind the scenes. And if you have a mutual fund manager, somebody's getting paid. They have a payroll. They have a manager that's actually doing whatever that fund's goal is. It may be in large cap stocks, for example, and they may want to be in small cap, but if they're objective for that fund is to stay in large cap they have no choice they have to stay there so that's why i'm not a big fan of mutual funds that's why we don't use a lot of those in our portfolios here at campbell company we like to keep the really lean funds the etfs the exchange traded funds target date funds we don't typically use those in our portfolios either but sometimes it's kind of picking the best that you have but to simplify the answer right now, what's going on, you're gonna have less volatility, most likely in a 2035 or 2045 target date fund than you would a 2025. It's the opposite of what common sense would tell you and what you would think and would have planned for five, 10 years ago when these first came out. And it is just an easier way to kind of say, I don't know how to invest. I don't know if I need international. I don't know if I need US stocks. I don't know if I need large cap, mid cap, small cap, real yeah. estate, gold, whatever that mix may be, that allocation, but it kind of takes care of all those things for you automatically. And one thing when we do the analysis for those target date funds, they have more risk in them than someone would ever anticipate. Mm -hmm. So again, it's a good time to evaluate, get that complimentary comparison, see what you really have, not in just one account or two accounts, but all of your portfolio, especially if you're married, look at that big circle, the entire pie. So just to be clear, if somebody's 59 and a half, because mm -hmm. now you can move things around penalty free, but you are still working for another five, six years. And what you're saying is resonating with them and they don't know where they're at in the past 10, 12 years everything's done well, so you aren't worried about it. But now if you're looking to retire in those next five, six years, and you're not sure, even though you are working, as long as you have that magic age of 59 and a half, you can take some action, right, Jackie? That's exactly right. Okay. And yeah, we just met with someone just a, a couple of weeks ago, and they have about nine million dollars all total. So you know, good chances of not ever running out of money, right? They're pretty set as long as they don't you know make a lot of ridiculous decisions or a lot of bad things don't happen consecutively. But they were really satisfied with continuing taking all of that risk until they realized how much they were losing in things like this. So in this situation, she was actually 64, mm -hmm. uh, retires next year, fully retiring, and she could only move over a portion of her retirement account, her 401k. So it all depends on your employer, their rules, and it's just about having that conversation to see what flexibility that you have. Most employers do not want to have that responsibility because they don't manage your account. They don't really monitor how you're invested and they don't add different options when the market shifts and when the trends change. So that's why working with a personal choice account, a PCA, IRA, rolling that over to an IRA is going to give you all of 
of these thousands and thousands of different accounts or strategies or allocations that you can pick from. That is working with a fiduciary. That is going to give you that ability to make the changes necessary to help you weather the storm. 727-334-0024. Jackie Campbell is an investment advisor representative with MarketGuard, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice nor recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with professionals specializing in the fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situations. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate, and when redeemed, may be worth more or less than when originally invested.